What's up, World Wide Web? Mike Mills of Mike Mills Mortgage and Finance here. Realtors, with the volume of contracts slowing down significantly because of high rates and low inventory, realtors are looking for any way they can to reach more potential clients and keep their business going. And I'm certain you've seen the use of social media explode, but you've also probably seen and experienced the explosion of social media marketing experts telling you how to grow your influence if you just pay their monthly fee. And you know what? There's some really good ones out there. I personally prefer to learn how to do things from someone who's actually done it. And my next guest is that realtor. So joining me will be Amanda Ryan. Amanda's the lead agent for the On The Move DFW team powered by Keller Williams. You see, Amanda's only been an agent for a little over six years, but in that short amount of time, she's built a very successful real estate career for herself, put together a squad of seven dynamic real estate professionals that make up one of the top producing teams in Dallas-Fort Worth, and has managed to build an impressive social media following that has continued to fuel her business during the slowing market. So if you want to know how to properly use social media from a realtor that's actually having success with it, tune in and find out what Amanda has to tell us. Hello, hello, everybody. Um, Mike Mills with uh, Mike Mills Mortgage and Finance here. This is the Texas Real Estate and Finance Podcast, and I am dressed up today. I actually have a shirt with a collar on because uh, I have a very special guest joining me today. I want to make sure I look my best and not my normal raggedy t-shirt. But uh, so um, today we're going to talk about um, marketing and real estate, and specifically with social media. We do a lot of stuff, or I do a lot of stuff on this channel about. Uh, marketing and advertising for real estate agents and what they can do to kind of help grow their business a little bit. And, you know, I always like to talk to people that have actually done it. Now I've had people on here that um, have done it in the past or they have a business that they run and they do it for agents. And and there's been a, there's a lot of valuable, wonderful people, coaches out there that do a great job. But I really like to hear from agents that have boots on the ground that are actually doing it and, you know, have had successes, but also can tell us about their failures that led to them having successes. So uh, joining me today is Miss Amanda Ryan. Hey, look at my timing on that. It worked I out really love well. It. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the opportunity to be here. Thank you, Amanda. I appreciate you being here. So um, Amanda is with um, the On The Move team, DFW. Did I say it right? Yep. Okay, on good. With uh, with Keller Williams. And um, now she's been in real estate for just a little over six years, mm -hmm. correct? Um, which, you know, I'm sure you've experienced in dealing with other agents in the world that, you know, it was like, I've been doing this for 30 years. So, you know, there's a lot of everybody's been out there doing it for a long time. But in the short amount of time and, you know, perspective wise that you've been doing this, um, you have, uh, you know, had a very successful career for yourself. You have built, um, you know, a strong team that's now supporting that that development, and you have had a really good amount of success with social media. And for someone that's only been in the business for six years, that's a lot of things to accomplish in a short amount of time. So um, I want to start just by finding out a little bit about you and find out kind of how you got into the business and what brought you into real estate, where you kind of came from. So tell us a little bit about all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. So taking it. A little far back, not too far, a little further back, but um, I'm originally from Ohio and I went to college in South Carolina at Coastal Carolina University. Um, graduated, I got my... Um, so what took you from Ohio to South Carolina? Um, so I thought it would be great to be able to study, but at the beach instead of in the cold. I like it. I like so, it. Yeah. The winters are so cold in Ohio. And so I said, you know what, if I'm going to have to pay student loans, no matter where I go, 
I want to be comfortable and I want to at least be able to study on the beach. So yeah, I went to Coastal Carolina, graduated from there with a degree in sports administration. Okay. Um, Knew that I wouldn't be able to really grow up in South Carolina. Um, Coastal Carolina is just right outside of Myrtle Beach. And so it's a very tourist and college town. Uh And so there's like no way I could actually like adult there. So I, I had a very similar experience. So I understand not the beach, but mine was different, but yes, very, very impossible to adult in those situations. Yeah. I totally understand. No way. So I moved back to Ohio, um, got a full-time job and that ended up turning into my dream job okay. was to be an athletic director. Yes. And so that was great. I worked there for two years and loved what I did. You know, I didn't have to teach and um, you know, be in the classroom. And right. yet I was able to be a part of the sports experience and um, having coach, referee, all of these official meetings. Um, what did you play when you were in high school? Uh, just about everything. Yeah. So I ran track. Okay. I was a cheerleader. I okay. was in gymnastics. I okay. played lacrosse. Yes. Um, when I went to coastal, that's I, when I continued play lacrosse. Yeah. Um, so I've always just been very athletic mm-hmm. and always a part of a team. And so I just really resonated with that. Mm-hmm. Sports was such a big part of my life. Yeah. So that's why I got my degree in sports administration and knew that I wanted to be an athletic director. And so it was crazy because graduating college, you know, like months later, I was in my dream job as an AD. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. It was really great. My best friend, my childhood best friend had um, moved to Texas because her parents moved here one summer. And so this is when I was still living in Ohio. Her parents transferred to Texas. So the job you got for the AD was in Ohio back it in It was, okay. yeah. And so I came for a summer um, for a weekend to visit her. And she was dating a guy who was um, Nick's roommate. Okay. So back Nick's then, your husband. Nick is my husband now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what was it? Eight years ago. Um, met Nick mm-hmm. that summer. We were really long distance. And then I decided to just pick up everything, move to Texas. Now, did you meet him in college? No, that's when I was, I had graduated college. Okay. I was in my full-time job as an, Oh, you came director. to visit her mm-hmm. and met him while you were here. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, I spent that summer just really coming here every weekend, every other weekend. And Nick is a business owner. He owns Killer Hot Rods, which is a classic custom car hot rod. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Business. And so, you know, I knew there was no way that I was going to get him to move to Ohio. And let's be, yeah, because yeah, his business is already established here. And let's be honest, you know, already know how I feel about the cold weather. Right. So <laughs> You I was, weren't exactly... Uh, uh, upset that you might want yeah. to move out of Ohio. Right, right, right. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll go ahead and move to Texas. And so I did. The funny thing though, is that when I moved here, I was like, okay, I'm going to just get right back in the swing of things. I'm going to be an athletic director. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, is that you can't be an athletic director without having your teaching degree. Is that a Texas thing? Uh-huh. Okay. And so I was like, okay, Teaching is not my jam. <laughs> That's not going to happen. It's not a lot of people's jam these days. The yeah. teachers are leaving left and right on us. So really depressing. no way. Well, I ended up finding a fundraising job, which was cold calling coaches and athletic directors mm-hmm. to get them to run a fundraiser. It was a catalog um, filled with personalized 
clothing that supported, you know, their team. Okay. And so I took that job, just thought it would be temporary and ended up actually loving it. I had a cold call, but talking to coaches and athletic directors was my thing already. I had right. done it in the past. Right. So I worked there. It was a very male dominated industry. Um, and yet I rose to the top. Mm -hmm. I was rookie of the year, uh -huh. um, had top number of sales and fundraisers that were coordinated. Yeah. So it was really cool. Um, you were hustling it and killing it. Yeah. Yes. And how, how, how were all the other guys? Were they like, oh, it's okay. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Actually, they, or they're yeah. like, oh. they were good. No, they were good. You know, it's naturally, it's going to be a competitive atmosphere. Yep. So, um, yeah, it was good. And I don't regret one thing about that position because it taught me so many things. Mm -hmm. One of the girls, Rachel had, um, left from there and got into real estate. And her and I were pretty close. Just again, it was a very male dominated yeah, you're company. Yeah, a few ladies there. So, yeah, we're buddies. So, yeah. like, yeah, mm -hmm. we had like our own little girl team there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So, I met up with her and we were just talking and she was telling me about real estate. And I was just immediately sold. I was like, wait, like, I get to be my own boss. I get to make my own hours, you know, this, that. So, I ended up getting into real estate school shortly after meeting with her on it. So I did my classes online mm -hmm. and then not oh. too long after I was quitting and getting into real estate full time. Wow. So did you, yeah. when you got finished, did you jump, did you go right? It was Keller Williams the first place that you went? It was. Okay. Why, why did you choose them when you were looking around? So I had met, and what's funny is I never went to any other brokerage. Oh, wow. Okay. I had met with a few agents. I had met with a team leader. I had went to career night and I was just like, this is where I want to be. Yeah. These people are, they're going to show me the way they're doing bigger and better things. They can show me the ropes without me having to reinvent the wheel. Yep. And so I never even went anywhere else. So Keller Williams day one yeah. and I'm still here today. Well, it's very much a, um, they have their own culture and yeah. like when you show up, you just don't experience that. I mean, really anywhere. I, I mean, honestly, like, yeah. you know, there's other big box brokerages like the Remaxes and the century 21s and all those of the world, which are all great too. But, um, but Keller just does things differently and yeah. they create a different atmosphere. They have, you know, very strong, um, you know, team building events. And what I mean by that is, you know, just like what you went to, you were telling me the, um, mega camp. yeah, the mega camp yeah. that you guys had, I mean, stuff like that. Other places just don't do that kind of stuff. And when you can get everybody in a place together and get them excited about what they do, yeah. the power of that is is immeasurable, right? Hands down. Yeah. yeah. The culture, the people, the training, the systems, the models, you know, all the things. Yeah. It's funny because I remember going to career night and having a question about like getting into the business and what can I expect, you know, business. And I know that it's commission based. So right. um, what's it going to look like until I get paid? Right. And everyone was just like, oh, here, let me tell you this. Let me share this with you. Let me help you. And it was kind of like, hey, let's we're, let's all take arms in this together. Yeah. And let me show you the way. Yeah. And so like, I just remember that. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't even have to meet anywhere else. Oh, well, it's kind of like house shopping, right? What, yeah. It's truly like I tell Does people. Does it check all the boxes? Yes. Great. Let's right. put an offer in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you're out looking, you know, because you deal with obviously buyers and so do I, and they'll they'll say, Oh, we like this one. And we kind of like this one and you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well then neither one of those are the one. Yeah. And you're like, what do you mean? I'm like, because when you find the one, yeah. 
you you'll know like there won't be a well maybe you know it's like no this is the one yeah you know and i mean sure. i've experienced that with every house that i've bought with i mean not me per se but my wife for sure you know when we go look at four or five different houses and she's like oh, i get this one's okay and then yeah. we pull up to one she's like this is it and i'm like how do you know she's like i just know i just know all right yep. fine. so it's kind of the same thing right yep. you had to, had we don't that need to waste any more time let's just get to it yep. so how Done long did way. you how long did you go on your own or i don't know i say on your own um Keller's very structured with teams and they have mentors and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But from the difference between where you started doing it, you know, right out of the gate versus where you're at now with your team, how did that transition? How did that all play out? So I have a different story than most agents okay. when they get into the business. So I met with a team that was a very successful team. And I said, I want to get into the business. I'm a little nervous about going all in full commission. Right. And so do you have any opportunities for somebody that, you know, just wants to get their feet wet? Yeah. And so this team had an opening for an inside sales agent position. Okay. And so that's what I started with. What is that? Just a, I was the one that was generating leads okay. for the team. Okay. And so I was the one cold calling, um, for sale by owners, expired online leads. And then once I set the appointment, giving those to the agents. So, so I want you to talk a little bit about that because there's this fear, maybe fear is not the right word, but there's certainly a hesitation mm -hmm. for a lot of quote unquote salespeople, real estate agents, whatever, yeah. when it comes to the whole idea of cold calling. Oh yeah. Like for it's, sure. it's terrifying, right? Oh, yeah. How could I know? I'm not going to call a random person and you know, I'm not like, I don't know how to do yeah. that. Right now you went from doing it right out of the gate because I, I've actually done similar to thing where you were talking about how you were selling the or not the subscriptions, but the specific apparel yeah. to the schools or whatever. Yeah, the fundraising. So one of the jobs that I had in college, I worked for a local newspaper. It's called the Fort Worth Business Press in Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. And I was selling advertising. Well, I mean, that is like knocking on every single possible business that you can imagine showing up. They don't want to buy it. It's a newspaper. This was like right as the internet was starting to kind of take off too. And they're like, why would I want to do this? But you have to deal with rejection because you just get told no so many times oh, and, yeah. and eventually you're just like numb to it kind of, but just talk a little bit about what it's like doing the cold calling thing and why it's been something that you've been easily or maybe not easily, but just been able to manage without getting frustrated by it. Yeah. Well, the fundraising job definitely molded me. Correct. And so, you know, when I knew that I wanted to get into real estate, and it's one of those when you're like, I'm going to do any and everything to make this happen. Right. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to take this job that nobody else wants to do. And I'm just going to hustle and I'm going to get it done. And so, you know, that it's like, choose your hard. Right. Yeah. And so what's my hard, either getting rejected by cold calling uh -huh. or not okay. becoming a full-time agent like I want to. Right. And so I chose my hard. Okay. And so I picked up the phone and I cold called and yeah. I was setting all these appointments for these agents. It wasn't too long. You know, I imagined being in this position like six months to a year. Okay. And it wasn't even two months. And I was like, I am setting all of these appointments. For others. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to. Yep. I'm going to do it and yeah. I'm going to do it for myself now. Yeah. yeah. And so I had that conversation with that same team leader for that team that I was on. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I agree. I think that you're ready. Yeah. Like go ahead. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I really like dove all in. Okay. 
And then so I was then in the office cold calling and setting appointments, but this time they were for myself. For yourself. And so, you know, being new to Texas, I didn't have family, friends. Anybody. You don't have the sphere because yeah. you didn't know anybody. Yeah. I didn't, ha- I didn't have all of that. Yeah. So cold call was how I built my business. Yeah. And what's so funny is that I don't regret that at all because looking back on that six years now, like some are my best loyal, most repeat clients, most mm-hmm. referrals. They're from expireds. They're wow. from for sale by owners. Yeah. So it's really cool. Yes, you get rejected. Yes, it's, you know, not for the week. You got to kind of have yep. a, a backbone to yep. do it. You got to have but, a little thick skin. You might but, have someone drop some unfriendly words at you from time I mean, to time. It happens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can also happen with your family too. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, it certainly can. So yeah, I don't regret it at all. And glad that I took the time to do that and build my business that way. So is um, it still a part of what you guys do as a team now? Not for you, probably, because I'm sure, you know, you're not cold calling like you used to, but y'all have it as an element of what y'all do? We don't. Really? Yeah. Okay. What's crazy. So yeah. I was on that team for about two years, um, had left, went on my own for just a little bit. Now I still had my showing specialist with me. I had a part-time admin at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really when COVID hit. And I was like, okay, it's doesn't feel right to cold call people when I've got people that I'm cold calling. They're out of a job. They're yeah. sick. Their yeah. family's sick. Yeah. Like they don't know how Felt they're going to page. Yeah. yeah. They don't know how they were going to pay their mortgage or, you know, do whatever they needed to do. Like it was just really weird. It didn't right. feel organic. It didn't right. feel right. right. So that's when I said, okay, I'm going to drop the cold calling. I'm going to get real with social media mm-hmm. and I'm going to see how, what this does for me. So the idea during COVID was you were doing cold calling. You were really having a lot of success at that, but because of the circumstances, like you said, kind of didn't feel right, the right way to go about things. So the next thing you're looking for is, okay, I got to find another avenue to reach customers, right? So what is that going to look like? Well, now your avenue is social media. Mm-hmm. What was there anything in particular? Like, did you have like an aha moment or anything where like social media is the way versus saying, I'm going to start doing mailers or I'm going to start, you know, the old school way of marketing. Was there something about that, that in particular, other than you just knew, you know, people were there or. Well, I thought of it like this. What do I have more of time or money? Mm-hmm. And so mailers cost money, mm-hmm. you know, posting advertisements online or buying leads from Zillow, all of that costs money. Yes. So what do I have more of money or time? I knew that I had more time. Okay. And so that's when I said, okay, I feel that with my time, I can put out value. I can put out content that I know of that I'm an expert in, Right. put that out there and let's just see what it does. And so that's what I did. You know, it's funny because like, Mike, I did not have this glamorous studio. Like, I did not have anything like this. I had a spare bedroom uh-huh. where, like, the bed was in the middle of Nobody's the ever room. described the studio as glamorous, by the way, but thank you. <laughs> it's very nice. <laughs> thank I you. like it. Thank you. I had a spare bedroom, and, you know, I never let anybody see, like, the bed, the dresser, right. the TV. Certain angle, like, like corner. Oh, yeah. yeah like, yeah. I, like, totally, like, cornered. I'm like, you know, like, don't look behind me. Uh-huh. I had a desk, and I had, like all of these like millionaire real estate shift, like all these books yeah. that my camera stood on top of. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like I didn't have like the nice little tripods like we have today. Right? Yeah. Um, so I didn't have 
I, that's what I used. And yeah. I just positioned myself in a corner so that you couldn't see anything. It was just a white wall. And I just went to work. Started with, talking. Yeah. Yeah. Recording videos. Um, what kind of stuff did you start with? Like, where did you feel like in your mind that you're like, all right, here, did you start with videos? Did you start with pictures? Did you start with, you know, like where, how did you come up with your a plan of attack? And, and I love if the answer is, I had no idea what I was doing. I just turned the camera around and started talking. I think that's awesome too, because that's sometimes how you learn. So yeah. did you have a strategy or did you just so you know, try it out? I was already posting like standard posts okay, with photos and closing, you know, like and, stories yeah. and yeah, all of that. Pictures of your listings. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was doing that. Um, and then I said, okay, what can I do that is going to make people stop the scroll? Now right. it wasn't called stop the scroll back then. Right. You know, now that's like a term that everybody uses. Um, but so I, uh, just really dove into video. Okay. That was really where I wanted to start. Did you understand how impactful video was at the time? I'm sure you know now, obviously, cause yeah. you do it, but, but at that time, did you realize that it would be, cause you know, one of the things we talk about that I bring people on, we talk about all the time with video is, you know, I think there's a hierarchy of communication, right? Mm -hmm. There is um, like the lowest form of communication in my mind is like email, right? I mean, right. It, it comes across, people see it, but the engagement or whatever, it's, it's got low impact. I still think it has its place, but it's just not there, right? Right. Then you have maybe, I would call it maybe text messaging, right? Text messaging is great. Sending someone a message is fine. They'll communicate, but it doesn't carry tone. You know, right. it, things get lost in translation all the time. Like it's got issues of itself. Then I would say like a phone call, right? Pick up the phone, talk to somebody, you get their voice, you hear their voice. It's a communication level there. I would say the highest level is what you and I are doing right now, right? Sitting that face to face and having a conversation, mm -hmm. being able to see body language and talk. But I would say right under that would be video. I right? agree. And yeah. so, so, and I think, you know, that that's not a secret anymore. Everybody kind of knows that that's what mm -hmm. it is, but I wouldn't say when you started that that was as prevalent as like, Oh, video is the answer. So was that just something you felt or did you have some idea of you thought that that was the best way to do it? Well, I would say I thinking back, I probably didn't know that video was going to be what it is today. Okay. You know, but I also had all of the time. Right. So why not just explore? Why not yeah. see what works? What's, Tinker a little bit. Yeah. What yeah. sticks. And so, you know, I felt that if I were to just mix in a new medium, mm -hmm. like, let's just see what that does. Yeah. And so that's what I did. And I created videos on, you know, just standard real estate things. Yeah. And it was like all of it was the basics. Right. And that way I could educate and just put something out there and then see what kind of, you know, response I got back. Okay. And then that just continued to grow. Did you see, um, do you, I guess really, do you remember, do you remember when you started, if there were, if you felt like there were a lot of people doing video at that time, or was it seem more scarce? Because one of the comments that, that I'll get from agents from time to time is when we have these conversations is uh, something like, well, you know, there's so many people out there making videos right now. You know, I would just be another voice in the crowd. Like it doesn't really, it's not going to have any impact. I should do something else, whatever. Or, you know, cause I'm not very good at it, da, 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 but we know you work mm -hmm. on stuff, you get better. Um, but back then, I, I mean, and it's if we say back then, it wasn't that long ago, <laughs> you know, it was two, three years ago, a little right. over, but, but 
considering everything that's happened between now and then, it seems like, you know, a lifetime ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but do you remember if video was as prevalent, if you saw people, if you had a feeling like, you know, I can't make it because everybody else is doing, I'm going to blend in. Or do you even recall that at all? Because you're like, this is just what I got to do. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember, but honestly, if I were to think up back, I probably was thinking, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. And even today there, there are, like thousands of videos being posted all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And es on, especially today. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> and on, you know, all of the different platforms yep. because let's just face it. There's, you know, 101 different platforms that you can be on. Absolutely. And I would think that my answer is still, I don't care. Yeah. Well, and th that probably comes from your, you know, I'm sure it's ingrained in you automatically from birth, but it also probably comes from your experience in dealing with the cold calling in that if someone doesn't like a video or thinks what do you care? Like it doesn't make any difference right. to you. And, and really, you know, another thing I've tried to impart people wanting to go down this road is when you first start off, people are great. Like they're the, yeah. the response is awesome. People are always very supportive and, you know, uh, have positive things to say. You know, once you get to a certain point and you know, your tracks, you get more traction with your videos or you say something, maybe that, you'll have people that'll have a comment, some stranger in Ohio, you know, that, that might have something to say about it, but, but it doesn't matter. And it's that thick skin of being able to cold call someone and them having to tell you no to make it easier to do these videos. Cause you don't care what the response is. Yeah. I mean, and that's the biggest thing. Like I hear people say all the time, like you're so great at video, you show up, you look good, you sound good. Nobody ever hates on you. And I'm like, listen, it is not <laughs> like not that is not actually that is very yeah. far from the truth. Yeah. You know, there there's times when I don't want to show up. I don't feel like I look good. I've got a giant zit on my nose. <laughs> yeah. You know, my voice is all groggy because, gosh, like, I don't know about you, but my hearing myself talk is like mm, yeah. cringeworthy, yes. you know, but it's still just showing up and being consistent. When I look back on my first videos, I'm like, uh, oh God, uh, like girlfriend, what, what were you, you thinking? <laughs> what were you doing? What were you saying? Yes. You know, bless your little heart. Yes. And yet it, those videos are still getting views. They're yeah. still getting comments on yeah. them. And so I would say for somebody that is wanting to break into the video space or even just social media alone is, you know, just get started. Yeah. Yes. There's all of these different people that are out there doing it. And yet there's going to be that one person that resonates with you. Yeah. You know, somebody that watches my stuff may not watch your stuff or right. somebody that watches your stuff may not resonate with what I'm saying. Yeah. And so, you know, that's the beauty of social media. I get asked this question and it's, you know, who is your ideal client? Mm -hmm. Well, I recently within the last year, you know, as I've kind of been like growing and evolving yeah. through video and social media, yeah. you know, figuring out who that avatar is, who is it that I to talk to? want to work with. Right. The most beautiful thing is that when I'm putting out content that speaks to that person, mm -hmm. that's the type of client that I'm attracting. Yeah. And so it's funny because our showing specialist, Andrea, she's amazing. She's like, all of our clients are the best. They're so cute. They're young little families and like all these things. And, yeah. and she's like, they're like my little children. And it's funny because I'm like, yes, that's the goal. Yeah. We're putting out content that speaks to them. Yeah. Because that's who we want to work with. That's who I want to work with. That's who we can relate with. Yeah. And so that's the beauty about video and social media 
is that when I cold call somebody, you know, their home expired or it's for sale by owner on one, two, three main street. I don't know who's going to pick up the phone. Right. But when I'm putting out content, that's going to relate with the 33 to 37 year old female who has a young family or wants to have a family, mm-hmm. you know, that's who I'm getting to then work with. Yeah. You're, so you're picking your, you're picking your customers basically yeah. with and, what you put out. And that's what it is. Yeah. Um, well, and you're three years into it. And that's yeah. where, you know, I think a lot of n- people that are thinking about or want to do it or, or trying to do it, because I do see a lot of nowadays, you know, again, because the market has slowed down a little bit. You know, there's everybody's like, how do I, I got to get, you know, I read something the other day. It's like um, just this year alone, like 60,000 agents, National Association of Realtors said 60,000 agents got out, have, of the business. got out of the business, yep. um, which is, which is, I don't want to say it's good, but it, but it is because there were a lot of, you know, just like lenders, there was massive amounts of us yes. when the market was crazy. And there's a lot of great ones out there, but there's a lot that, you know, maybe yes. needed to not be there anymore. Right. Yes. So, um, but when you're starting off something and you're trying to improve yourself, the, to have the expectation that you're going to make this quality, wonderful content that everybody's going to engage with, and it's going to be amazing. And, you know, I, I'll speak for personal experience. When I first started thinking about doing video or putting stuff out, cause I was, I was always like a casual observer of social media, you yeah. know, that I would flip through and look at stuff from time to time. Mm-hmm. But I, I very rarely engaged period. Like I just didn't, I didn't like comments. I didn't nothing. I just was like, oh, okay, you know, it's five minutes to kill and then move on to whatever. Yeah. Um, and then once I started doing it more, I started in a place where I had to, you know, I wrote out every, okay, I want it to look like this. I'll put the camera here and I want it. And it had to be perfect, right? It had to be exactly right. perfect. And what I found was that was just an excuse to not do it because when I didn't get through the whole thing of putting it together, it was like, well, it's not going to work. I'll just do something different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the power of just doing it, regardless of if it's perfect or not, is, is such an important thing. For sure. And when you start and you've been doing it for three years and someone comes in and says, well, you know, Amanda's great. And I, I can never, like, but she's been, you didn't see it for the first three weeks or first six months when she was doing it. Right. You're seeing it after she's had three years of experience and coaching and, you know, help to figuring it out, trial and error and all that kind of stuff. That's right. Right. You've gone through the whole process and still, if I would be I would guess you're still learning, right? Oh, of course. Still figuring it out. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. And I don't know that anyone has the secret sauce. No, there's not. You know, and uh, let me be clear. It's not about going viral. No. You know, this is a long-term game for me. Yes. And what that looks like is building an audience that is the core of my business. Yes. I don't need a video to take off and get, you know, 500,000 likes and views and comments on it. Doesn't do you any good. It doesn't do me any good no. if nobody is reaching out, asking yeah. questions or engaging or DMing me to help them with their real estate needs. Yeah. So it's a long-term game, yeah. constantly learning and growing through the growing pains of it. Well, we talked a little bit before we went on live about this, but I want you to speak to it again since you just kind of brought it up there. But talk about the importance of knowing why you're doing the social media part, right? Because yeah. you said it's not about going viral. So w- what do you mean by that? Like explain that a little bit. Yeah. So the purpose for me in putting out the content is that I want to provide value. I want to educate somebody mm-hmm. and I want to be relatable with them. Right. And so, you know, putting out the content where I'm always thinking like, okay, what do I want somebody to do with this content? Am I trying to educate them? Am I trying to get them to comment or share, you know, DM me or tag somebody, you know, whatever it is. And so the, the long game for me is 
the educational piece. And so I think about video in the sense of like, you know, when I'm sleeping, somebody's watching my video, like it's working for me. Yeah. And so when I put out valuable content, it's going to be relevant always. It's going to be a value add to somebody. Right. That's the, uh, what do they call it? Evergreen content. Evergreen content. Evergreen yes. content. Uh, tell anybody that doesn't know, explain what evergreen content so is. So it's content that is going to be relatable with somebody and it's going to always be something that relates with them or that somebody can see value in. Right. You know, it's one of those YouTube videos or those Instagram reels that somebody posted, you know, a year ago, years ago. It's still relevant. And it's still relevant. Yeah. yeah. Anything that you can put out that doesn't necessarily have to do with right now but ultimately mm -hmm. can be used, you know, down the road too. So, right. um, another thing that you've, I, I, at least from the outside looking in, I think that you've done, um, which is always, a, I don't know that it's a debate in the, in the social media marketing world, but I think it's certainly, um, uh, people have different opinions on it, but, um, I think the way that you've done it has been, you know, I think there's a lot of value to it, which is focusing on one particular platform. So, mm -hmm. um, at least it appears and you can tell me if I'm wrong because, yeah. you know, I, whenever I bring people on to talk about this stuff, I do a little social media stalking to see what's yeah. going on. Right. So, um, Facebook, I, I could find you, but it was, it wasn't easy, mm -hmm. right? It was a little bit harder and it wasn't clear, especially for your personal page that you were realtor, you know, your team's on there, you mm -hmm. know, the, the, on the move teams on there, but, um, but it was a little more challenging there. Um, TikTok, you have the team on there, but you're at least as far as I could find, you're not personally on there necessarily. It's my account. Yeah, it's the it, well, of course, yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I know it's yours, but but, yeah. but you're not you're not you. You're you're the team on that one. So, um, and then uh, uh, you know, YouTube. I think you had a few things there too, but really, where the bulk and traction of everything that I see from you is from Instagram. That's right. So Instagram seems to be the one that you really put a lot of your time and focus on. So what was it that made you decide that you wanted to focus on one particular platform? I mean, you still have stuff on the other ones and it gets yeah. put out, but it, it does appear like you really are geared towards Instagram. What, what is it about Instagram specifically that made you want to focus on that one? Yeah, I love Instagram. I think Instagram is such a great platform for so many different reasons. It allows me to connect with individuals with business owners okay with other realtors in areas and then just you know local and organic mm -hmm. um past clients friends family and so i feel that with the different capabilities that you can have on instagram there's so much opportunity for you to stand apart to shine and so that's why I decided to go all in on Instagram. What's funny is even though Facebook has the reels feature now, yep. like you still, you're not going to find all of my reels on Facebook like you do on Instagram. Yeah. When I'm showing up in my stories, I'm showing up on Instagram stories, not Facebook stories. Right. Um, and then the same with all the other platforms as well. So yeah, I really love Instagram. I love all the features of Instagram. The majority of our social media business is driven through Instagram. Okay. It's very easy to um, set up a, per, you know, I have a personal profile. Um, since growing the team, our, our team has a profile now mm -hmm. as well. Yep. Um, but my personal profile, it's a creator account. Mm -hmm. I'm able to still put on there my number, my email, my website, um, I'm able to put on different links to like our YouTube channel or, um, stories or carousel posts that have multiple, um, vi uh, photos in them, videos, stories, uh, lives, guides, right? There's just so many different things that you can do within Instagram that I just love. 
So that is definitely my number one platform. It's my favorite platform. This um, is a weird question. How old are you? 33. 33. Okay. So I wonder if there's a little bit of generational stuff too, because I'm 45. So mm -hmm. I'm a little older than you. Uh, if you can't tell by all the, the gray and the white there, but, um, didn't notice it until you said it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, uh, my wife's a little bit, you know, she's about the same age as me, about one year younger, but, um, we or she specifically, uh, was, was a big user of Facebook for a long time, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, because that was the one that came along kind of in the age of we were maybe in our late twenties, yeah. early thirties when it showed up and, you know, we had our kids, but you know, that's kind of when everything started They're really Instagram didn't really come along until a little no. bit later, but like I have two younger, I have a younger sister who is about your age and she loves Instagram, like Instagram's yeah. her thing. And Facebook's like, oh, Facebook, you know, yeah. um, she, she's way into Instagram. But then if I go, I had a, a girl on here recently who was, um, she's not a realtor, but she does a lot of stuff in the real estate industry space. And she's kind of a, um, she calls herself a Gen Z guru. Like she does a lot mm -hmm. of talk about Gen Z and what they're looking at. And they TikTok's are, their jam. TikTok is their jam. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, she was telling me, she told me a story about, we were talking about going out to eat, right? So let me ask you, when you go out to eat, you and your, your husband or your family, you're going out to eat and you're in a place you don't know, where do you go to figure out where you want to go eat? Um, gosh. Okay. So I typically go to Instagram. Okay. Or Yelp. Yelp. Okay. But I do like Instagram because there's Dallas Loveless and Fort, Fort Worth Loveless. Okay. Don't even know that that exists. Like uh -huh. I have no idea that that exists. Oh my gosh. You have to go follow them. Okay. Yeah. They're really great. Okay. And like you can go on there and see where they've been and look at reviews and what they love about it. See, so you went to, I'm going to Instagram. Like that's yeah. where I'm going. And yeah. then you did say Yelp because I, I go to Yelp. I do go to Yelp. That's where yeah. I go. I go to Yelp. I'm like, what's around here? And a lot of times I'm just going to try to figure out like, I, it's like in Mansfield, like I know every restaurant that's here, I know. but sometimes you just need a reminder and go, oh yeah, I forgot. Like, let's go to this place. We haven't yeah. been there in a while, whatever. But so I'm talking to the Gen Z girl and she was telling me about like when, cause she travels a lot and goes places uh, for her, for her job that um, they go to TikTok and there's people that post and she'll, she'll like Arizona, you know, Phoenix, the best restaurants for whatever. And there's a million TikToks about this stuff. And so I'm like, so, cause like, have you ever yeah. been to Yelp? And she's like, I don't, what is, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my like, gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm so old. But, but you say you go to Instagram. <laughs> so it's like, there's this, yeah. you know, bleed down of, of these different platforms, depending on when you were born and which one you just kind of gravitate and use more because it was the thing, you know, at that period of time. So, I mean, I know obviously that's funny, the bells and whistles, you know, and the different uses play a role too, but I do think there's this generational thing on these platforms where you see traditionally, here's another weird thing. So again, my, my sister, who's close to your age. Um, I don't think she even has a Facebook account. She might, but I'm not a hundred percent certain. Yeah. Right. Um, if she does, I'd, I've never seen it and she doesn't post. I know she has Instagram, but my kids. Okay. And my kids, friends, they're starting to create Facebook accounts and my daughter's 15. And like, you know, it's weird for me. Cause you know, she has volleyball. I've got like six of her friends that are her friends from school, like the friend of me. And I'm like, Oh, I don't think so. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to do that. But it, it was like, it's like that cycle over of the, like the next generation coming through because they're now they're all, maybe it's because their parents post on Facebook all the time. And, you know, we post the first day of school pics and all this kind of stuff, but they're now that she's on TikTok more than anything, but yeah. I'm just saying 
they're creating Facebook accounts and there seems like there's this gap of a generation that just didn't have Facebook at all. That's so interesting. And now they're fl fleeing back or loading back into there. So I don't know. It's just my, my theory. probably wouldn't be active on Facebook if I wasn't a realtor. If it wasn't for work. Yeah. 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 I, I don't I mean, know that I would be active on social media, period. <laughs> it wasn't for work, honestly. I do love um, social media, but again, you know, it's, it's different platforms that I'm more interested in and, you know, when I first got started with social media, like yeah. the thought to me was like, okay, which platform am I going to dedicate myself to? Which one am I going to decide to go all in on? Yes. You know, I'm still going to be a part of these other ones yeah, just to get there. my name out there. Sure. Like I still have a Facebook business page. Yep. There's reviews on there. Yep. Right. Because there's going to be somebody that that's going to relate to. You got to sell to somebody over 60, right? Right. I mean... <laughs> Yes. Like us, us old people. Yes. Yes. And so I still have that. Um, but when I was first getting started with like deciding during COVID that I was going to go all in on social media, it was like, okay, which one am I going to be consistent on? Which one am I going to just be the expert in? Yeah. You know, I'm pretty average at all the others. Yeah. But I really have it nailed down on Instagram's platform. So what do you find on Instagram right now? Um, well, hang on, let me back up a second. So, um, talked about coaching and you've, you've mentioned coaching before, um, on, you know, for your business, not, not for you personally. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you use coaches in things like outside of like, cause I know Keller has a lot of stuff, but do you have a, somebody who helps you with social media? Like that isn't a part of your team that says, Hey, this is what's trending. This is what, do you have somebody that does that? So I have, or have you, I should say, I have a business coach, okay. right? Like for my business. Right. Okay. Cause I want somebody to be able to teach me, yeah, you know, how to grow a big team and how to successfully do it without me having to learn the ropes the hard way. Yes. yes. Reinvent the wheel and go through the growing pains that somebody else has already gone through. That's right. So yes, I do have a business coach okay. on the social media side. We do have a part-time, um, marketer Kaylee. Okay. She used to be in the real estate, um, agent business. She had a full-time job at our Keller Williams office Okay. and she's just always been in the marketing side of things. Okay. Um, I brought her on part-time to post on the team accounts okay. that I'm not going to go post on. Managing right. one social media account is enough, enough. for me, yes. especially when it's just Instagram and that's yep. my main focus. Yep. Yet I still want to be relevant and still want to put content out there. still want to highlight the team and share different things that's going on in the community. Okay. So she takes that off of my plate. Okay. So if you go to our team on the Move DFW, Instagram, Facebook, you're going to see posts regularly. Mm -hmm. It's not me that's not posting. That's yeah. So but my Instagram page that, you know, that there's always constant posts and videos and stories. That's me. Okay. So she's posting stuff for you, but she's, I mean, and, you know, Kaylee is her name. Mm -hmm. Nothing against Kaylee, by the way. Um, she's not going, Hey, you should do this or you should do this. You should do this. You're kind of doing that yourself. Here's what I want to put out. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm just spending, you know, like when you first get into the business, yeah. they teach you. You know, you need to spend from nine to new lean generating, yeah. right? Yeah. So what do I do? I take that same model and put it towards social media. Okay. So Monday, I'm planning out all of the content. Okay. What's trending? What do I want to post about? What's going to add value? So that's my question. So where do you, f where are you going to find the type of stuff you want to post now that you're doing it? Now yep. that the, the first, the question is always, how do I start? I'm going to start doing it. I'm going to go to, you know, yeah. now it becomes, okay, now I really got to refine my message. So yep. where are you finding that kind of stuff? So what are your resources? 
I obviously I'm going to go to Instagram and I'm going to go to TikTok to okay. look for what's trending. What are people resonating with? Where do you look in Instagram? So on the discover page, okay. Um, it will be the second icon to your left and you'll click there and then you'll be able to just see what's, you know, what's showing up on your for you page. Okay. Um, and you'll be able to see, you could type in like hashtag Arlington, Texas. You can type in, you know, uh, building a new home okay. and just see what, what is, has the most views, what's yeah, getting traction, okay. what's showing up there. Um, so I'm looking there. You can also, you know, just look on Google or Google you know, trends. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anything like I'm looking at where I'm meeting people at. So right. like on Instagram. So I'm going to look on Instagram, like what's relating with people. Right. Right. You know, and so I'm taking Monday is my day where I plan out that content and I figure out, you know, what am I going to post for the week? What's going to bring value to people? Um, I do have content pillars. So okay. I've got four content pillars. Okay. Um, and that was something that I created. I created my avatar. Who mm -hmm. is it that I want to speak to? Who do I want to work with? So, okay. So when you say I created my avatar, because some people are like, well, you made a person that exists. No, yes, so, I did. Her name's grace. Okay. So, but, but <laughs> you're talking, uh, um, you didn't actually create this thing. This is a, this is your, this is who you're trying to sell to. Cause I've yeah. heard this before. I've heard yeah. you're, you've created this human or this thing, Yes. this human that exists that you don't really know, yeah. but, but you do because you know her name and what yeah. she shops and what she, right. Oh, yeah. That's your avatar, right? That's my avatar. Yes. So I created her first. She's like your who, prime audience. essentially. Who, yeah. Yes. Who do I want to talk to when I'm creating content? Right. And then I created the content pillars, gotcha. you know, what, what kind of content am, am I going to consistently put out? That's going to relate to my avatar, right? What content am I going to put out? That's going to relate to grace because right. I teach trainings and classes, um, to realtors all over. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been teaching them in Texas and outside of Texas. And that's one of the things that I say is create your avatar. Who is it that you want to talk to? And then create the content that you're going to be passionate about. Right. And that's going to relate to your primary audience. Right. And so I've got those content pillars. So, so what are your pillars? So local businesses, sports, okay. um, uh, new construction okay real estate and Very then big right now yeah yeah and then all things local okay gotcha um so i've got those that i'm putting out sports is a big one for me um and then i sell a lot of new construction so so when you say you do sports as one of your pillars what how does that how do you relate that to real estate when you do it i don't you don't you just talk about sports yeah okay like you're listen, you have kids i don't okay no like i love professional like the Cowboys, like we just sent out 300 magnet yes. cowboy calendars. Yeah. Like that's the post thing. content about sport. I've never seen you. Maybe I mean, I haven't gone through it yeah. in depth, but well, I mean, I like baseball and I started posting about baseball at the beginning of the season, but okay. yeah, I mean, yeah, you gotta but, do what you like to do. You can't but, force it. Yeah. yeah. Now that football, football season. Oh yeah. That's your jam. Yes. Are you a Browns fan? I mean, if my dad's listening, yes. <laughs> Uh, Bengals? No, 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 no. Yeah, because I it's, it's Cincinnati or uh, excuse me, in Ohio, you're either a Browns fan or a Bengals fan, yeah. and y'all hate each other. It's kind of like here, 
you're either a Rangers fan or an Astros fan, and there is no in between. There is no in between. The yeah. Cowboys really don't hate on the Texans very much. The Texans certainly hate on the Cowboys, for but sure. we're disinterested in the Texans for the most part. It's like, ah, you're here, but you know, whatever. So I'm always uh, rooting for the home team, which okay. is why I'm a Cowboys fan. Okay. So to all of Amanda's clients out there, she is a avid Cowboys fan. Yes. <laughs> but Dad, and I am. we go to the games. Yeah. We went to the draft when I was here in town. Oh wow, that's awesome. I mean, like, yeah, we're like very into sports. It. Yeah, love it. And again, you know why I went to college for sports administration and are you was gonna an give, athletic director. Are you going to promise right now that after every Sunday, after a Cowboy game, are you going to give your take on what happened and, <laughs> and how terrible it was? Or I mean, You can find me on the fan. Okay. <laughs> you're going you're to make, I, I might do that myself. You make a video and just be like, this team is terrible. Like, yeah. yeah, this happened, you know. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm tuning in if that's what you're going to do. I'm definitely in for What's that. funny is like our clients know that I'm a huge sports fan. Yeah. And I've got a lot of clients that are New Orleans Saint fans. Oh, yeah. And I love them so much that I send them a Cowboys calendar like on purpose. <laughs> And like, love it. I love it. Draw like a smiley face. Yes. Like, I know you've been waiting for this. Yes. And, yes. You know, they're texting me. Of course. They're Damn like, you. yeah. Yes. No, well, our company's in New Orleans. So I'm very familiar with that one as well. They expect nothing less, though. Yes. You know, they oh, just yeah. know that that's my personality. And but that's the fun of it. That's why sports is fun. Yeah. Because you can uh, you can poke fun at each other. And nobody gets their feelings hurt. Well, first, usually. I mean, yeah. for the most part. Yeah, but, you know, like I'm putting out that content. Like, I want people to relate with me, Amanda Ryan. Yeah. The. You know, 33-year-old, married, sports lover, local enthusiast. Yeah. You know, I want them to relate with me. Absolutely. So one of my content pillars is real estate and new construction and just like tips and advice and all the things yeah. real estate related. You know, but all the other content that I'm posting and putting out there is something that I think Grace is going to relate with. Grace, my avatar. Yep. Well, you know? and you, um, that touches on something that I talk about on here a lot is you know, creating content around real estate is great. Like, you know, you mm -hmm. need that, you have to do it, but there has to be another facet because you're a, you're, you're not just real estate. You're right. not just Amanda who sells real estate. There's a lot of other right. parts of you that exist and people want to identify with someone that they identify with. Right. right. And, and the only way to do that is to know everything there is or not everything, but you know, no other parts about you other than that you sell real estate. And, you know, one of the things that I see a lot right now and I say right now, because, you know, like I said, market's slowing down a little bit. Everybody's like, how do I, I need to market myself better, you know, get in front of more clients, et cetera. Um, and so you see a lot of realtors and mortgage people uh, putting out the, hey, call me if you want to buy or sell your home, you right. know, I'm going to be your trusted advisor and I'm going to be here for you. Right. And right. and here's my phone number and my email and give me a call. Right. right. The standard you know, commercial and, and they don't put really anything else out. That's it. You know what right. I mean? And then it was like, well, I made some stuff, but it didn't have any traction. I'm like, okay, so it's a different Avenue. You know, For we, sure. we come from a world or I do where we've been trying to escape commercials, you know, since the dawn of media, right. Mm -hmm. You know, you had the three big channels and they ran their commercials and everybody bought in. And then once they realized that, you know, the, the, the sugar, the yeah, the sugar companies yeah. told you all the cereal was good for you. And actually it gives you heart disease and we didn't figure that out. Or even when they had advertising, it's, Oh, smoking's great. No, you're fine. Oh, yeah. You know, you're like, they might lie to us in those ads. I don't <laughs> know. Maybe. So, so we've all tried to get out of it. And then you go into, you know, you go from regular TV to cable, all right, we'll go on cable. And then, and then they start popping. And then you go, well, now we're going to go to streaming, you know, and now Netflix is like, Hey, we may start running ads, you know, if you want to yeah. charge a lower. And so there's, so point is, is everybody's trying to get away from advertising, right? Trying to move away from it. And so what you're, what you're doing is, and what you're doing is you're, you're creating content that's informative, that has information that has value, like you said, 
And you're also creating content that's just personal. That's about you and what For you sure. enjoy. And can you explain or, or, you know, say to an agent that might be listening to this, why that part is so important and why the commercial aspect of it may not be the route you want to go and have the least amount of success with. Yeah, for sure. I mean, people don't want to be sold, right? We're being sold all the time. Yes. I don't know about you, but I get like 17 scam calls, you know, before noon every day. And then I get like 21 afternoon to, you know, 9 PM at well, night. How many DMS do you get of, Hey, I'll, I'll edit your content. And I'll oh be yeah. Like, like, I get those too. Yeah. Like people don't want to be sold. No. They want to, they want to give their opinion. They want to hear a good story. Yeah. They want to laugh. They want to be relate with somebody. And so one thing that I teach in the social media class that I um, hold is, you know, you're never going to see a just listed or just sold post from me. Mm -hmm. Instead, you're going to see a story. Right. And you're going to see a story about a family. And usually somebody can relate to that story yeah. with that family. Mm -hmm. Instead of just listed, just sold, congrats to my amazing clients. Yes. Like nobody wants to see that. Yeah. And so you want to put out that content that's going to be relatable. Don't think of it as an advertisement. If you educate somebody about real estate, you don't have to introduce yourself as a realtor. You don't have to say, call me. They'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. they're going to figure it out. And then they're going to see you as the expert. Yeah. They're going to follow you. They're going to DM you. And they're only going to use you. Right. And so you've got to think differently about putting out the content. You know, when I look at my own Instagram feed or TikTok or whatever it is, and I'm scrolling and I'm like, I listen to a video and the first thing is like, Hey guys, it's, and I'm like, Oh my God. Nope. Next. Like no. nobody wants that. No. They, you have three seconds to hook them immediately. Yeah. So what are you going to do in those first few seconds or first few words of your post or in the photo to grab their attention? Yeah without selling them yeah. because I promise they're going to just keep scrolling yeah. at that point. Well, and that's something you learn doing it too is, is because I'm sure it sounds very much like you've been self-taught in doing all this, you know, social media stuff. And there's, by the way, there's more resources out there than you could possibly imagine oh, sure. to figure out what you need with. And I don't say don't pay somebody to do stuff because sometimes paying someone is easier and you can get right. there faster and you don't have to go through all the bumps and bruises. But if you can't afford it, if you're not in a place where you're ready to start paying someone, there's plenty of resources out there that you can find on what to do. And, and brought one up just exactly right now, the whole idea of the hook of if you want someone to listen to you within the first two or three seconds of your video, there has to be something that attracts them to, to watch a little bit longer. Gets their attention. Right. And it's not, Hey guys, I'm Mike Mills with Verity Mortgage. Happy and I Monday. Say, yeah, yeah. Like, like all that stuff. It, do not. Yes. Do not. So it's 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 a difficult thing to figure out how to get out of that. But again, you have to make content in order to start figuring out what works and what doesn't. And you sure. start to see that. And one of the things that I decided early on was I don't have all the answers, right? Of course not. And so, yeah. yes, I'm going to go to Google and I'm going to look them up. Chances are they're not going to be the most up-to-date information. So what can I do? I can go follow marketers. I yes. can go follow these influencers who are doing this on a daily basis. Yes. You know, there's these vloggers and influencers and marketing agencies and, you know, professional. Putting stuff out nonstop yeah. every day. Yeah. yeah. And like, they know what they're doing. They're mm -hmm. catching my eye. Mm -hmm. So why not go follow them, see what they're doing. And then, recreate that content into something that 
somebody can relate with, whether yeah. it's real estate related or, you know, local related, you know, all of those things. How often are you uh, on your Instagram strategy right now? Are you posting, you know, stories every day or reels every day or three reels a week? Or, you know, what's your, what's your general strategy right now? So I pretty much show up on my stories every day. Okay. There's something. Uh, and I try to do that. Um, I intend to do that every single day. Sometimes, you know, life happens. Like I'm just not feeling it. I don't feel good. Or maybe it's just one of those days where you still feel like I'm not doing I, it today. Like, yeah. I'm working from home and I'm not getting out of my yoga pants and my tank top and no makeup on. You know, it's just like one of those days. But I'm still finding a way to provide value to my followers and to my audience yeah. without me having to show up on camera. And so, yes, I'm posting on my stories every single day. And that's okay. that real authentic, just whatever's you, on your mind. Yeah. Just yeah. putting that out there. And again, sometimes it's real estate related and sometimes it's not. Right. Um, and then my focus is reels. Okay. And so the goal is to put two reels out a day to a day. Okay. And so, or I'm sorry, not to a day to, to a week, to a week. Okay. I'm like, well, like two a day is pretty impressive. No, I mean, no. Yeah. So what's funny is I noticed that there was a slowdown in my Instagram with engagement and everything. Um, and this was back in December. And I said, okay, what can I do to switch it up? So I did one a day for the entire month. Now, I did miss a couple of days, um, but I was very intentional about putting Just out. Just test it and see yeah. how, how and, to do. And it did great. Yeah. It, it, I was able to kind of get a refresher, re-kick into my account. Yeah. And then I started, you know, back in January, not posting once a day, just right. posting twice a week. Right. And I noticed that my traction started slowing down. No, it started, it started, oh, stayed same, it's, same thing? yeah, it started okay. saying the same. Okay. And so it was great. It was just a way for me to just like mix it up. Yeah. Mix it up. Trick the, trick the algorithm. If there's such a thing, something I read the other day, I don't know if you've seen this. I just like, just saw it maybe a day or two ago. And I don't remember if it was an article or if it was a video, like all the media runs together in my head sometimes where I pick this stuff up. But, um, it was saying that, if you want to change up your traction on your reels to take it off of being also posted to your page because it prioritizes the your your friends your sphere before new people so you're and he was saying like if you turn off he's like just try it if you you know because there's that button on there that you can share it to your page page or whatever yeah. or you do both but if you tr uncheck that and just kick it out well then it goes to more strangers or whatever it gets kicked out more to the masses which can get you more followers and hmm. then you know you can kind of alternate back and forth with doing that so i like it little little yeah little nugget there see i i, I can provide information sometimes for sure <laughs> and that's the thing you know just like we just talked about like i don't know all the answers yeah. and i don't expect somebody else to know all the answers and but when you talk with marketers or you talk with somebody else who's doing it you collaborate yeah. and you figure out what's working for them and then you repurpose it into your business, into your account. So, um, if you were starting out mm -hmm. and, or if you, so you teach classes, which are great, but your classes real quick, um, is, are these available to anybody? Is this only Keller Williams? How do you do your classes? Yeah. So and where do you do your classes? Typically I just have brokerages reach out to me Okay. and we set up a day and time. Sweet. Um, so I do them locally, um, or I've had brokerages fly me out and I go teach there and Sometimes it's a one day class. It's a 90 minute class. And sometimes it's a two part series okay. that uh, we do over two days. So it just depends. Okay. So yeah, open to anybody. Perfect. So if you, if yeah. you want Amanda to come do a class for you, reach out. She'll definitely do that for you. Let's do it. Um, 
the other thing is, um, if you were talking to somebody in your class that had, you know, was like, I want to do social media. It's important to me. I know it has value, but like what, how should they start? Like, how would you tell somebody, okay, first you do this, then you do this. Like, give me the first, you know, let's call it condensed six months of your social media adventure. Like, what would you tell somebody to, how, how would that process look? Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely going to start with creating your avatar. Who okay. is it that you want to work with? Who is it okay. that you're going to talk to? When you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. Gotcha. Okay. Figure out who it is that you want to work with and that who you're going to talk to. What content pillars are you going to post? What's going to be more most relatable with the, that person, with those you know people, audience mm -hmm. that you're looking to talk to? Okay. Um, and then from there, you know, batch your content, get a game plan in place. You know, just like lead generation, you have you know, a couple hours every single day that you're working on growing your business, right. that still applies to social media. So take a day where you're planning out your content, mm -hmm. you're maybe creating it, or, you know, you have the lay of the land on Monday, and then every day throughout the week, you're creating that content, you're going on social media, you're engaging with your followers, with new local businesses, with people that you haven't yet met, you're sending DMs. Um, that's really where I would start. And I think even before all of that, pick a platform that you're going to go all in on. Right. You don't have to be present and show up consistently on all the platforms because that sounds exhausting. It's a lot of time. That's a lot. A lot and so figure out where is it that you're going to commit to go all in on that platform. And I promise you're going to see your followers turn into clients, DMs, you're going to end up taking those offline, turning them into appointments, whether it's on Zoom, Google Meet, or in person. That's how our business goes. Do you have um, Do you have a Do you feel like you have a pretty good idea of the amount of? And I know it's hard to quantify because people come from all kinds of places when you're doing business with them. But do you have a pretty good grasp on how many people you think? say on a monthly basis that you get just specifically from social media that isn't part of the sphere, it, new, new people that are coming to you? We typically get two leads a week. Okay. And so the way that that works is a lot of it is agent referrals. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm putting content out there. From other states. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm putting content out there and other agents are like, okay, wow, she is the Dallas Fort Worth expert. She right. knows what she's talking about. Right. And so I gain that no like, and trust factor from them and they're following me. I have agents all the time that are like, yeah, I put out content, but it's only agents that follow me. And that's okay. Yeah, that's good. It's a huge opportunity for future referrals. Yeah. So typically we get on average two leads a week and that's agent referrals and then organically. Um, when I'm posting content, I'm always posting either a local business or I'm just tagging Arlington. I'm putting Ar Arlington as the location um, or I'm, you know, tagging. You're trying to be as local as possible. Yeah, I'm yeah. putting on hashtags or I'm tagging like a local business in Mansfield or Arlington. Right. You know, just because I want to be able to show up in those search areas. If you notice when you go to searching um, on Instagram, you can put hashtag Arlington, Texas, and the top posts with that hashtag are going to show up. Right. The goal is always to stay relevant and stay to the top of the searches for any of those local searches. Right. Again, the point isn't to go viral, right? I don't care that 
you know, all of these people from, you know, Canada are liking my stuff because right. really help you you know, a whole lot. Yeah. I, I mean, that's great if they have an intention to move to Texas, right. but you know, chances are that they don't. Yes. So when I'm, you know, really speaking to the local community here, um, tagging those businesses, tagging the locations, checking in areas, you know, I know that anybody that's watching that content or that's liking that content, most likely they're going to be local and they're going to reach out to me for their next real estate need. Right. Do you, um, what are you as kind of, we're, we're over an hour now, so things gone quick. Um, <laughs> what do you, or are you working on anything right now? Like what do you have a next project where you're like, okay, I've gotten pretty good at this and yes. it could be something within Instagram. It could be another platform. Like what's your, what's your tinker toy right now that you're trying to figure out? Yep. So I've dove all in on Instagram over the years and have loved it and okay. still love it. Um, it's still my go-to. The next platform that I would really like to grow in is YouTube. Okay. And so I'm working on a game plan right now to getting one video posted a week, okay. um, getting with professionals okay. um, for the recording, for the editing, um, you know, researching how to upload, you know, with the best intention or, yeah. you know, that's really going to um, like trick the algorithm or just you know, relate with the algorithm because yep. YouTube is like its own animal. There's just so many things, you know, Instagram, I can record post boom, done. Yeah. You know, whereas YouTube, you know, you've got to write the title, you've got to create the thumbnail, you got to put in the caption. Now yep. you can put chapters like, Oh my God, talk about just like so many things going on. Yeah. So I'm working and learning and growing through that. And the goal is to continue Instagram because I will always love Instagram. Butter. Can't let it go. Yep, yep. that's right. Um, but to do something new and exciting and just different. Um, what do you think your YouTube content's going to be? I mean, obviously to be focused around real estate, but. In so I've been posting. I mean, it's not like I haven't been on YouTube. But it's just you haven't been dialing in on getting right. the traction on it and what For all sure. the little tricks are that you need to do. Yeah, yeah. So as much as I love watching the videos of somebody taking you on a tour to a pretty house, I do love that. I also really find enjoyment like teaching others on local businesses or areas to go check out. Yeah. And so I recently did one on visiting the Grandscape in the colony. Okay. And the reviews and just you know, the feedback that I got from that video, I put it out there and I got so many comments and even emails like, Hey, cause I put it into a newsletter, like, mm -hmm. Hey, check out this new video I posted. And I got so much great response from that. People were yeah. like, Hey, this is great. I didn't even know this existed. Like yeah. what? There's a Ferris wheel. Like, Oh, this is where Nebraska furniture mart is. Yeah. And so like being able just to provide that value, uh, highlight local businesses, maybe show somebody, um, somewhere new or, yeah. you know, just, shouting out a local business, yeah, you know, an well, area, put the, put the good vibes in the world and that stuff comes back to you. And you always try to yeah. help, help people as much as you can. And that, if that means highlighting businesses in your area, For sure. I think that's great. Yeah. So I do think that I will put out there, you know, um, some real estate, you know, of course I'm going to sure. get my content pillars for YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Squared away. Yeah. You're like um, your, your take on the football game afterwards. I'm, yep, I'm, that's I'm, right. I'm marking that down I'm, that you're going to do that. <laughs> I might. Yeah. I might. Well, I don't know. It depends on how well, sun, see, Sunday night went. <laughs> you're the, you're the, the female, not born and raised cowboy fan 
opinion on how the game went. Yes. Right. Yeah. And like, I would tune in. Okay. What does she think? Like, what, you know, yeah. cause I always joke, you know, especially like you deal with our kids and stuff. I was like, we, we, as parents, you have rose colored glasses, everything right. your child does looks great. And everything right. your t- home team does looks great. So it's always nice to have someone outside going, look, bro, like it's not, here's, here's the problems. Here's this, here's this. I mean, I could this. do a whole, whole video on Zeke leaving and you know, see, yeah, just after the first game, it's like, we only re- we only rushed for 75 yards today. If he'd have been here, you know. <laughs> no, I'm actually. Uh, yeah. Are you on the other side bro- of the fence? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, on yeah. the other side. See how much better Tony <laughs> Pollard is. See? Oh, he told you he's been sitting oh, yes. forever. He was the guy. You know, he should have been out there. Um, just hope Very he's durable. Underrated. Yeah, just hope he's durable. That's the only thing. Got a little guy. So those are, you know, I'm a big football fan. There are, uh, you know, uh, 300 pound, six foot five guys that run a 4240, four yeah. flat. And they are coming down on yeah. you hard. And when you're five foot eight or nine or whatever, how big he is, and he weighs, you know, two twenty maybe, you know, taking those hits every day after every game is, is a lot. It's a lot. So I'm hoping he stays healthy. He's gonna zip past him. It's yes. gonna be great. I agree with you. There you go. Um, well, I really, really appreciate you coming in today. Um, this was a lot of great information. Um, I try as much as I can, you know, like I said in the beginning, to bring people on that have gone through this stuff because, you know, it's one thing for somebody to tell you, oh, you should do this, you should do that, and whatever. Yeah. But, and everybody always makes it, sounds, makes it sound like it's, you know, if you just do this, it's so easy. But the truth is, is that we all start whatever, and it's not just social media, anything. Whatever you do, you're going to start and you're going to fail and you're going to fail in a number of different ways. And it's the resilience to keep trying and keep getting better and keep refining what you're doing. That's right. If it matters, right? There are some things that fail, you need to bail and it's fine. But, but Mm -hmm. once you find a thing that you know has an impact and has, and can have a benefit to what you're doing and you focus on that and you put the time and the effort into it, it will pay its dividends down the road, but you just got to be patient. And, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You can't eat it, you know, well in one bite, all the, all the tropes that come along with it's, it's a process. It's a step-by-step and you learn and, you know, grow as you go. For sure. And I will say this, it's easy to compare yourself on social media. Yeah. You know, it's easy to look at somebody's Instagram or Facebook or YouTube and, you're like, wow, they have it together. I could never do that. I can yeah. never be on that level. Like, I'm just not even going to try. Yeah. Don't let those thoughts get to you because we all started at square one. Yes. We all started at the beginning. Yeah. And I would say the majority of us, me, myself included, you know, I don't always love the way that I look or the way that I sound or, you know, even what I say, I stumble over my words. Like, it's okay. People are going to relate with you in that authenticity. Yes. They're going to, they're going to see you for, you know, who you are and what you're putting out and they're not going to judge you for it. So stop judging yourself. Yeah. Don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fine. You're going to do okay. Yes, absolutely. Well, again, I really, really thank you for coming by. Um, Thanks for spending some time with us and uh, sharing your, your Instagram journey with us. So that way we'll, uh, we'll hopefully, um, uh, oh, Jen, Jen wants to uh, chime in and say that uh, your your uh, reels are also very aesthetically pleasing. She oh, really, thank you. She really enjoys that. I use Canva. Yes. Um, I do have a uh, branding guide that I created for myself on Canva. Okay. And so I was able to, you know, really figure out what colors do I want my brand to represent. Um, and you'll notice that, you know, they're very like pastel-y. Um, like light, airy yes. colors. Mm-hmm. And so thank you, Jen. And that's what I'm using is yeah. Canva to 
help make sure that my brand is consistent. Does it just give you color schemes and you just pick from it? And then it- so like it has a palette and you can like put like, you know, I want these six colors as my branding palette. And then whenever you're creating content, you they're saved. And so they're automatically going to show up as your branding colors. Okay. And then, so you're able to, without like finding the hex code every time, right. you know, you're able to just click on those colors and same thing with your fonts. Yes. Um, click on those. And that way all of your content is the same. Yeah. It's and consistent. The brand stays, stays consistent. Yes. I'm very protective of my brand. Love it. And I love it. The colors and the fonts. Yeah. Really well, and that's, that. I see, did you, I, I I was trying to go along yeah, with the brand today. I know we came in. I've got my pastel pink shirt. We're all you see. I, I paid attention to this stuff. So you know, this is Thanks stuff for that dressing I think up about. for me. There you go. Appreciate yeah, we got the collar on today. Combed so. your hair and everything. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you as always. I really appreciate it. Um, we'll be back next week. Thank you for everybody that stuck around, and we'll see you later. Thanks for having me. You got it. See my you pleasure. soon, guys. Alrighty. See you guys. No. <laughs>